In today's episode of Psychic-ish, I do discuss elements of sexual violence and drug use. If either of those matters make you feel uncomfortable, just give this one a miss and I'll see you next time, yeah? minute hasn't it (laughs) I'm feeling really nervous right now I feel like it's 2022 again and I'm just on the microphone for the first time so just bear with me if, if I'm not really on the ball as much as usual if you're new here or if you've forgotten who I am I'm Lydia this is my podcast where I talk about the psychic experiences I had growing up and how they're developing now. When I said that I was going to step back from all things psychic-ish for a little while, in my mind I thought it was going to be like a month, and then I found that every time I sat down and thought about recording, I'd just procrastinate, or the person in our family that passed away would just come into my head, and I wouldn't really be able to get them out, and it's just not something I'm ready to talk about yet, so... Yeah, it's taken a little bit longer than expected, but I've missed it so much and I'm so happy to be here, but also nervous. So (laughs) I think the main thing that's like drawn me back in is just that I've had so much weird shit that's happened, especially around, it was my Nana who passed away, especially around her passing and it just wasn't in the way that I expected. I really thought, yeah oh no it's a conversation for another day um but other things are just really happening too and I really want to talk to you today about just one of the most mind-bending things that's happened recently I have been in the wake of oh awful pun awful pun but slightly proud of it in the wake of my nana's passing oh that's awful I'm so sorry mum I hope you can see the light in that in the wake of that I really shouldn't have said it three times but I've been meditating but I've also been hesitant to meditate because of just being nervous about what would come through and also on the other hand I've been meditating a lot just to try and communicate with other family members as well so I really have been finding recently that I've been drawing back to how I used to meditate right in the beginning when I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I'd just sit and close my eyes and that would be it. And honestly, it's really nice. Like now that I'm a bit more used to meditation, it's quite nice just to sit there and like not have a guided meditation or not sit and have have like a lesson plan for what I want to get out of my spirit guides that day and what advice I might want from my spirit guides or whoever's coming through. So about 10 days ago, I was just sitting on my, I wasn't sitting on my bed. Dan, my boyfriend, was away for about four days and had the house to myself and I was just like hey this is cool I can meditate wherever I don't have to lock myself away in a bedroom and like put noise cancelling headphones on so I don't hear him singing in the other room but I had the whole place to myself so I was like hey I'm gonna sit and meditate in 
the lounge. So I sat on our couch and I just got really comfy. I think I had the sunlight like coming in on my face. So it was just really nice and warm, you know, great vibe. And I just closed my eyes and I have my experience written down in front of me. So I'm going to say what I think I remember, but honestly, the details are very few. So I might just read it out to you. So on the 9th of September, I sat, I imagined walking up seven stairs like I usually do. But typically when I get to the top of the stairs, especially if I'm wanting to talk to my spirit guides about something, I usually, as I've said before, just see like a boardroom and my spirit guides kind of sitting around the table. Sometimes their faces will be really kind of uh, like I won't be able to focus in on their detail and I'll only see the person talking. I'll only see their face and their features. But today when I reached the top, today, on this day when I reached the top of the stairs, there was just a white painted door, like almost like a bedroom door. If you're thinking about Monsters, Inc., yeah, like that kind of vibe, like just a white bedroom door. I open the door and it's just the small bedroom with no windows. The paint on the walls is yellowing color. Oh my God, I'm just having a thought. Sorry, I'm still a bit confused about this one. So I'm kind of making connections in real time, but I'll, I'll share them later. Anyway, I open this door. There's this little bedroom, four walls. There's all these soft toys lined along the floor of the room against the walls. So it's just like all these soft toys. There's a single bed to my right. That's where the head of the bed is, like right next to me. And then there's some space on the other side of the bed, but otherwise it's mostly just taken up by these toys, right? I'm standing in this room and it doesn't feel familiar, but I hear my guides tell me that this was my bedroom. And I ask them how, because I just don't remember it. And they say, in another lifetime. And there's this really small TV on a stand at the end of the bed that sort of gave me the time period of like maybe the late 80s or early 90s. And I was born in 1993 and I'm pretty sure I know the previous life I had right before this one. So I'm really confused at this point because as I've said, I think I remember about seven past lives and this one is just not on my radar and it feels really recent. like just too recent for me not to know about it, but maybe that's why I don't, I don't know. I end up asking my guides if I was young when I passed away in this room and I got conflicting answers. So I felt that maybe I was a bit of a child, but then they told me I was in my early 20s. So that's still young, but it's definitely older than the ages I was when I passed in all my other previous lives. So it's a bit of a new thing for me. I kind of just like have this, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. I just start knowing things about my life in this room. And I knew that my parents weren't around. I knew that it was just my grandmother that lived with me and that she lived downstairs. It was like my bedroom 
had stairs going up to it and then that was the only thing on the second floor like it wasn't um it wasn't an attic but it was maybe it was maybe it was an attic because it had no windows it was really claustrophobic and honestly the first thing that came to mind I don't know if I've ever talked about this before but when I was a kid I would get really scared when I went to sleep at night and I'd think that if there was space on the floor in my room that when I opened my eyes there could be a spirit standing in that space watching me sleep. This all stems back from that first episode right where I saw my grandma that had passed away before I was born standing in my doorway watching me sleep. Yeah so it's a bit of a broken record with me and my fears. So when I'd try and go to sleep at night before I went to bed, I'd like put clothes and things on the floor so that there was no space for someone to stand and watch me. And my mum, sorry, I'm losing my voice a little bit. My mum always wanted us to keep tidy rooms. I told her that I was scared of someone standing in that space and she just thought I was lazy. Like she just thought it was an excuse to not tidy my room, but it really wasn't the case. And the funny thing is, is that I really need to have a tidy room I say this to Dan all the time, like if I walk into our room and there's clutter, I feel like I'm a sim and the green bar above my head just goes immediately to red and there's those little X's, you know, that come up on the sims that just shows that the sim doesn't like their surroundings. Like it really affects my mood. So it just reminded me a lot of that time. And I was like, there's not that much space on the floor. There's lots of organized clutter like it wasn't messy this room it was just full so after I have this little flood of information come through I guess I start seeing myself I don't like saying that I'm seeing myself at the time I think I'm seeing myself and I have this like dyed red hair like if you think about red hair from a box that typical kind of dark purpley red hair I had that and it was quite short, like it was almost above my ears. And I was a woman or a girl, I don't know, I was a girl and I had these really big eyes and I had a really distinctive nose. So if I looked at my face, it was just these really big eyes and this quite big nose and I just see myself lying on this bed, kind of in bird's eye view and I'm just crying at how lonely I am. And I guess there's another, there's another draw card here to this current lifetime, I guess, um, very much until I guess I met Dan, which is really sad. All up until I was 21, I really have felt like this deep, deep loneliness in me. I just have always felt like I think differently to other people and the things that come to mind just aren't thoughts that other people have. And on top of that, I'd have all these psychic experiences that I couldn't talk to anyone about. If I did, they'd think I was absolutely crazy. And so my life was very isolated until I met someone that was safe enough for me to kind of talk about these things with. And it was always not just like a loneliness feeling, but I'd viscerally feel it in my stomach. Like I'm just remembering right now, like this flat that I used to live in in Wellington, I can just see myself like sitting at the window, just like looking out along the city and just crying, being like, 
I'm never going to meet anyone that thinks the same things that I do. And I just would see all these people in relationships or people with their families and just see them have such deep connections, you know, and be on the same wavelength. And I just really felt like an outlier. And yeah, it was just a really, really tough time. I I still feel it now, but I guess I just have enough distractions to keep me from that feeling. Doesn't mean that it's fully gone away though. <laughs> but I get told by my spirit guides as I'm seeing myself lying on the, my bed, you know, crying at how lonely I am. I get told by them that the loneliness I felt growing up in this lifetime was also drawing on this lifetime that I'm being shown in front of me. So not only was I feeling my own loneliness here, but it was also sort of seeping in to this lifetime, right? Bit of a weird concept. I start seeing a little bit more. I see a pool of vomit next to me on the bed. And then I get told that I passed away either by drinking and choking on my own vomit or doing drugs and having the same kind of reaction. And I I see, this isn't nice to say, I see and feel myself crying as I'm vomiting almost just before it happens. I don't know. You're probably thinking like, ah, <laughs> no, you don't know me this well. I don't drink very much. And I hate doing drugs. And I don't know. I just wonder if there might be a bit of a link there. I also have a metaphobia where I like I have a phobia against vomiting. Lots of little links here. Little light bulbs being lit above my head. And then I just start hearing uh, a different language. I start hearing Russian. And it's almost like I'm hearing my grandmother speaking to me in Russian. And then I too respond in Russian without knowing anything what I'm saying and then I just hear from my spirit guides Moscow 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 so I guess this is all taking place in Moscow in Russia I'm then told that I was a teenager when I passed and that at the beginning of the meditation they just didn't want me to be too scared I ask my guides why I'm here and they tell me that it's to heal but don't really tell me what to do. Like in the past, if I'm healing over something, they'll kind of, I don't know, bring a yellow light that goes all over my head or I see a waterfall just sort of washing over me and washing things away. But with this, I'm kind of just like standing here in this room or watching from bird's eye view of either me in a previous life or someone else passing away so I, I'm just sitting there kind of wondering like what I'm supposed to do. And they just tell me to feel the room. Like I'm just meant to stand there and feel and remember. And I'm not sure if I believe this all or not. Like when I've had past life memories surfacing in the past or if I've dreamt about them, it's like I have this just this absolute knowing more than I know anything else in this world that this was me. Like I feel like myself in this body. And I don't know if I have that feeling with this. So I ended up 
in my mind, asking the universe for a sign. I asked them for a sign of a pelican within 24 to 48 hours to come through to confirm if this whole thing is true. And I was just like, okay, I'll just have to wait and see. Oh, shit. Sorry. I just, um, I just read ahead. After I ask for the sign from the universe, I'm still deep in this meditation and I start to see an image of a man, kind of just his face, just like how I'd see if a spirit were just to show me their face as I'm trying to get to sleep at night. So I see this man, uh, he has facial hair, he looks really stern and again I have this knowing come through, this information come through and I just know that he raped my mother and that was how I was conceived. I never knew him and my mother ran off when I was a child. She abandoned me and that's how I ended up where I was with my grandmother. And then my timer went off, thank goodness. So I walked back down the stairs and stared at the wall for a good hour, I think. I just have a note here saying how confused I am by it all. Like I, I thought I knew all my past lives, but maybe I don't. And I can see this girl. I can, if it's her, if it's me, if, I mean, if it's someone else or if it's me, I see them really, really clearly. And maybe I just don't want this one to be true. Um, it just does make a lot of sense though. It makes sense of why I don't like being drunk and I don't do drugs. I'm pretty boring. <laughs> I had to apologize to my boyfriend on the weekend while we were visiting some friends. They were just taking some gummies and talking about all these mushroom trips they'd had in the past and stuff. We were alone later on and I was just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so boring. Like, <sighs> maybe in another life. Oh, that, that gives me a bit of a weird feeling. But just as I was reading that all through, I remembered, like, I know I've talked to you in the past about how spirits sometimes come through to me and they'll talk in one language and I'll just respond in kind in their language and absolutely not know what I'm saying. There were two languages that spirits used to come through and talk to me in when my clairvoyance, when my clear audience first started ramping up when I was 16 back in my childhood home. And one of those languages was Spanish, which um, I'm very aware I lived in Spain in a previous life. And you know that too. I've talked about it in an episode, I'm sure. And the other language was Russian. So I'd have Spanish spirits come through to me and I'd reply. And then Russian people come through to me and I'd just reply and just not know what I was saying. Like so similar to what came through in that meditation. So... You're probably wondering now if I ever got my sign of a pelican, and I didn't. I didn't get the sign. I have sat down and tried this new sort of like testing game with my spirit guides where I write questions on pieces of paper. I can't see the question, so it's questions that I either know the answer to or don't know the answer to. And I close my eyes and pick up one question at a time and I see one of my spirit guides and I get them to either nod or shake their head yes or no to whether the question is true or correct. It's true or correct. It's true or wrong. And I have gotten a lot of mixed responses with that. So I don't know if I trust it. It's just kind of fun at this point to do something kind of new, like a little homework exercise for psychic abilities. 
But every time I do it, I've asked if this person was me in a previous life and I get the answer no. But again, yeah, I don't know if that's my subconscious. If that's not confusing enough, I had a dream last night. I'm getting shivers already. Do you know what? <laughs> One of my colleagues at work, <laughs> we were talking about something once because we like to talk about spiritual stuff. And I started saying, oh, I have chills. And she's like, Lydia, you say you have chills all the time. And so now I find myself, whenever we're talking about something and I get shivers, I'm like, I get, and then I just stop what I'm saying and we just laugh because we know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I must just be really cold all the time. Who knows? I just get shivers a lot. I'm very susceptible to them. Anyway, I had a dream last night and there was lots that went on beforehand, but I find myself walking into a restaurant, a busy restaurant, for lunch, trying to find a table. And oh, the shivers are just unreal right now. Really unreal. <laughs> um, I think I'm with Dan or I'm with someone else. I don't really know who I'm with, but I'm sort of weaving through these people. And I'm, I'm wondering to myself, what if I ever come across this person from the meditation in real life? Like, what if I ever cross paths with them? What if I ever meet them? What if I ever see them on the street? And I pass a waiter and I see the back of them and they have this short, straight, cropped, dyed red hair. And she turns around and it's this girl. It's the girl or the woman, I don't know, from my dream. From my dream? No, from my meditation. I see her eyes. I see her nose. It's undeniable. It's, it's her. And we lock eyes and it's just like she knows, you know? And then I don't really know what happens next. I think we go and we try and find a table and I'm sitting at this table. There's four of us here and she's sitting diagonally across from me. And I don't know if we're talking <laughs> or if we're like communicating telepathically <laughs> But she's just sitting across from me and looking at me. We're holding eye contact and I'm looking at her back. And it's just a lot. And that is the dream. That's it in its entirety. And I wake up and I'm just like, God, like I, I sat on my bed this morning and I wrote those questions out again to test my spirit guides just because I wanted to know if it was me or if it was someone else in a previous life. And I know at this stage that they kind of give me conflicting information depending on what I should know at the time, you know? Um, I'm really wondering right now if this girl is a listener, if she listens to the podcast and she's really lonely. Oh, I'm getting shivers and I'm tearing up. Um, and she's trying to either get my attention or trying to communicate with me. And she's trying some kind of, I don't know if it's astral travel or dream stuff or whatever it is, but she's trying to communicate with me. So I feel like, I feel like, I don't know what I feel. <laughs> I don't know if this girl's still alive. 
And if she's listening right now, um, like, if so, God, this seems so unethical. If so, have I seen how she passed away? Or am I just tuning into her and seeing her own fear of how she might pass away of, or her own fear of how she falls asleep at night? Um, I'm really confused. But it just seems like, it seems like there's definitely some kind of communication going on and it's just so above my understanding of psychic stuff. Like I've learned so much in the last two years ever since I've opened up to it and I've started talking to you guys about it and testing my limits, right? But this is just like stretching the limit out so far, I just can't really make sense of it. And maybe that's why, like maybe my spirit guides are kind of drip feeding me information. I don't know. I just had the name Saskia come in my head. Um, <laughs> just because I was thinking that if this if this girl is listening, if, she, if she's trying to reach out, I was just wondering what that might look like moving forward, you know, and then I just heard the name Saskia. So <laughs> I love how I came to sit down on this microphone. I didn't want to talk about my Nana passing away because it was too deep. And then I just like find myself in this deep hole of something just so big that I can't wrap my head around. But I tell you what, it's fucking nice. Sorry for the swearing mum, to have a safe space for me to talk about this with and for me to try and figure it out because honestly if I hadn't written that down 10 days ago I wouldn't have remembered all those details all I remembered was what I looked like and what the bedroom looked like and the bird's eye view of the vomit in the bed I hear I just would have forgotten this it would have just gotten lost and it makes me wonder about how many experiences from when I was a kid up until I was, what, 26 and started writing this stuff down, like, how many other experiences got lost? <laughs> anyway, that's all from me today. I had a strict time limit for how long I was going to talk to. I've got work to go to now. <laughs> I have an announcement that you might not like, but it might be a temporary thing, okay? I'm not going to have the podcast come out every two weeks. I'm just going to record when I can and when it feels right. I found myself in a spot where I was really stressed and like trying to meditate for things to happen so that I could talk about them on the next episode. And that's just not what I wanted this whole experience to be. And I want my abilities to evolve naturally and how they're meant to. I don't want to force anything and I don't want to put myself in a position or force myself to be in a position that I'm not meant to be in right now so that might mean that they come out more often honestly like if I just jump on the mic every time something happens we might be talking twice a week I mean but there might just be a longer break between now and the next time you hear from me I'll keep you all updated on my Instagram at psychicish podcast put any questions thoughts theories you might have from today's episode in tomorrow's question box though because like yeah I need the help on this one. <laughs> Thank you for being here. I'll see you not in two weeks. I'll see you, I don't know when, but I'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye-bye.